ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Stupendous Steve Barber. And joining me, as always, is delicious Dwayne Davis. Hey, everybody. That's right. It's, <laughs> it's going to be there forever. We started something. We're going to have to have t-shirts made now. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this week, you know, we, we we're just talking about all of a sudden the news was going, going, going. All of a sudden, er, it just kind of stopped all the big mm-hmm. news. And so then we got thinking, wait a minute, there's some, some few people returning because the, there was a group who returned to SmackDown last week on Friday, who we were literally talking about on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. hit row. Yep. And, you know, I've been texting us like, I'd love to see them come back because like I said there was a lot of potential there. And then they were there for like two weeks and all of a sudden, pew, yeah, they were one of the, the hundred some odd. No, actually, I think it was more than that, but the part of the 85 wrestlers released in 2021. And that, that's just in 2021. That's not include the ones from 2020 and the ones yeah. earlier this year. Yeah. But in fact, I think, were they earlier this year? Mm-hmm. Because it's like they were there and then all of a sudden they were gone. So it was, it's, and it was hard to keep track of all of them. Uh, you know what it was this year? I see Isaiah Swerve Scott. Yeah. Oh, the same day they got rid of Drake Maverick. How you going to get rid of Drake Maverick? Mm-hmm. Everybody loved him. <laughs> and they got rid of Keith Lee. That that's that's just a crime right there. Yeah. And they got rid of Ember Moon. You know how uh, I feel about that. Yeah, that's okay though, because Tony Khan was smart and he was like, "Yes, he was." There you go. <laughs> that's where the talent was right there. Yep. But so we are going to talk about all the returns that have happened so far, the returns that are rumored, which I'd like to see someone. And then some of these other people, I mean, I would like to see them return. If it, even if it's not to WWE, I'd like to see them go to like AEW or ring of honor or impact somewhere because they're just too talented to not be somewhere. Uh, then some of the other ones, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I've haven't really heard of, but they were, they may have been NXT and then they, they were a cost-cutting measure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, before we start, I want to go ahead and give our contact listing info. If you would like to email us, it's armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Instagram, also at armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. You can find us on TikTok at armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on YouTube on video. There are no other platforms that I know of unless somebody is third-partying YouTube, yeah. which yeah. YouTube, I mean, they're pretty, they got everything on lockdown. So oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I highly doubt that's happening. Um, so, but like I say, if you're watching us, you already know that if you're watching on your friend's channel, we'll go to your own channel and hit that like, share, and subscribe. Mm-hmm. Definitely. We are trying for subscribers because once we hit a hundred subscribers, you know, I can actually change the URL from random letters is what it looks like right now mm-hmm. to actually armchair booking okay now so we need 100 subscribers yeah uh wrestling with the truth they just hit that number and i think that's that's absolutely awesome they hit that number so yeah so they're able to do that um of course i need to my daughter she was able to hit that like not long because you know with her channel yeah yeah so that's why she has her own channel i'm (laughs) like 
all right, whatever. <laughs> but, but you can find us on just about any kind of audio platform there is. If we're not there, let one of us know. We'll do what we can to get ourselves added. You can find our merch at, at tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast. They have a lot of stuff there, including phone cases. They have they had the smaller coffee mugs, the big travel mug they no longer sell, which I'm sad about. And also I'm sad because I can't find mine. It's lost somewhere in the house. <laughs> Your dog lost- probably has it. Uh, she did one day. She chewed up the top of it because I, I know. Oh, I mean, she was liking the coffee. So, um, but it it was just a couple of days before we left to go to Florida. Hmm. I wanted to have it in Florida with me. Yeah, and I couldn't. You know, but in the meantime, you can get one of these shirts. Mm-hmm. There's actually four different designs right now. Shirts. I need to actually put the design. Hope she she sent yeah. me the thing, so I need to put that on there. Uh, I need to put her mind up. Well. Hopefully I'll find some time here soon because I'm, yeah. I'm going to have some busy, busy days, not yeah. work really necessarily, but a lot of busy days ahead of me with uh, some other studying I'm doing for my other side hustle that I'm doing, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be studying for that all weekend, actually in, in formal training for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So uh, it's, it's actually Saturday, Sunday and part of Monday. Oh, wow. So Monday, I might not be able to record. Okay. Yeah. Just go ahead. No yeah. problem. Yep, going ahead and give you the heads up right now. And I know the Monday after that, I won't be able to record because that's the day Tawana's having her surgery. Right. You know, so uh, the Thursdays should be good, though. Okay. Yeah, you know, so we, we always said as long as we get at least one episode a week. Yep. yep. You know, so we don't want to disappoint our listeners, all two of them. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but you can also find Jwaylon on Twitter at fat underscore daddy 73. That's him. And I, I do think it's kind of cool that now when people actually do tag us, when mm-hmm. they tag Booking Armchair, they also tag you as yep. well. I've noticed that. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Yep. So, and you can find my other podcast, uh, The Cubicle Chat, just go on any kind of platform. It's also there. That one's not on YouTube, but it is on all the audio platforms. So, the Cubicle, uh, Cubicle Chat podcast, that one, the Twitter is uh, at Cubicle underscore chat, and Facebook, same thing, just look for Cubicle Chat. And you can also find Joylan's other social media or other endeavors mm-hmm. yep. part of his you know like i said we're growing a big empire here y'all yep. just don't get it <laughs> um i mean find him at at big and fat you know on tiktok and youtube did i get everything yes yes okay like i said i uh noah he kind of challenged me to do it all in one breath i don't think <laughs> i can i'm like dude i am all because <sighs> 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 he said i was like <gasps> <laughs> so, so when he went and they missed us like I, I told him i was like all right they're ultimate warrior you'll see you yeah I get blown <laughs> up. <laughs> so, but yeah that was such a fun interview I, w- I really wish you hadn't been sick that day that was I a know. good time and uh no he was disappointed you weren't able to go and join um but we also we couldn't put it off because unfortunately that mean well not really unfortunately but the timing of it was you know they're trying to get promos in for summer yeah. sizzler which is happening this saturday down That's in Covington. Right. Yep. That's right. The uh the fan fest, it was such a great time last year. That's where I got that shirt right there. For those of you on audio, I'm you can Dwayne can see the shirt behind me that I got yeah. at last year's Summer Sizzler. Uh I mean that was such a fun time. That, uh before the uh matches started, you know, they had a I don't really I can't really call it a meet and greet. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like a traditional one where, you know, the wrestlers all sitting behind tables. I mean, this is yeah. where the wrestlers were coming out that's and cool. intermingling with the fans. Yeah, I mean. I mean, that's even better. Yep. Um, a lot. Of, they were giving the ch- the fans a chance to cut a promo on um, Adam Swayze. 
you know, to kind of, <laughs> it was almost like a rap battle, you know, they were yeah. cutting promos on him, but see, this was the night that, uh, Rex won the, uh, the heavyweight title from mm-hmm. Joshua. And then of course, Adam Swayze had the golden ticket and he cashed in, cashed it in. and he was trying to force Rex to lay down Well, Rex laid down, but then immediately yeah, kicked out and then proceeded. I mean, the, dude, the, the place just went nuts. <laughs> I mean, but it was that night. So people were actually telling, um, they were, they were cutting promos on Swayze, but telling Rex, you need to drop him, <laughs> you know? So I guess they listened. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. But definitely a fun time. If you can make it definitely go. Um, I, I mean, it was so much fun and they put a lot of effort into this is like their biggest show of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and last year, I mean, this was, that was actually the first time I ever really talked to, um, big mama, just have a casual conversation. You know, because she was, she and Nikki Victor were actually in the main event that night because they had their cage match. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, um, um, but, and that was, they had the one match. It was, uh, was the four way, but, uh, it was the tri state title and like the $5,000 that was all hanging up. Mm-hmm. DC, DC got the $5,000, but he didn't get the belt. And that's when Sinclair got the belt. Yeah. Yeah. And then Roger Ruffin pointed out to me later on, he's like, you remember when DC got that money? Remember he said it right there on the show. And I was like, he mm-hmm. did go for the money first, didn't he? He's like, yep. He said, yep. so it shouldn't have been a surprise whenever. When he, yeah. Shouldn't so, have been a surprise when he, yeah, when he turned because he went for the money. Yes, he did. So um, they say MCE, money changes everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that was Sinclair Octavius Bentley who said that first. <laughs> and we need to have him back on the show again. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Straight up. Um, but the night show, like I say, is going to be the people returning because I'm really hoping this because somebody is actually watching our show and made the suggestion to somebody, but we're talking about hit row returning. I was like, man, I thought, I was like, man, I'd love to see hit row return. And then they did. And I was like, yeah, you know, I, I'm hoping that, that they listen to the show. Yeah. You got, um, there was originally four members of hit row. They were on NXT. They were getting over big on NXT. Um, it was Adonis, Top Dollar, uh, B-Fab, and uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott. Um, B-Fab signs a you know, long-term, I think like a five-year deal, and then the next week they release her. Yeah. And then right after, the, and then uh, the three guys were there another week, maybe two, and then they just released the, the whole group at once. I mean, they were getting over. They were already yeah. over on NXT. They were getting over on SmackDown. You had another legitimate team that could assemble multiple championships, mm-hmm. you know, and instead, you know, Vince is just like, nah, we don't need them. They reminded me. Um... Well, actually, kind of it's something else reminded me of them, but it still kind of makes sense. Have you watched uh, The Mandalorian or Boba Fett? Mm-hmm. I've watched them both. Yep. Okay. So you know how they have like the they're not really street gangs, but they're they're kind of gangs within yes. the the cities. Yeah, mm-hmm. the ones that they have like parts they attach to each other. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's what they kind of reminded me of, and I'm like, yeah. okay, this is going to be a good faction. Mm-hmm. And 
And then their names, I, I think probably another reason I like them, because their names all sound like 80s hip-hop names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, all right. Uh, Top Dollar is, um, speaking of which, Top Dollar is, um, when he's not in WWE, he goes by AJ Francis. And he actually does rap some. Okay. He's done some rap stuff. Uh, <clears throat> I've seen some of his work on um, in the independents. And I mean, he's a big man with, you know, a lot of athleticism. So he's not just, he's not just a big immobile body like Vince seems to like. He's, you know, because if you notice the difference between like Vince and Triple H, Triple H mm-hmm. will hire big dudes, but they've got to be able to move. Whereas Vince, Vince was always, Vince still had the, you know, the early 80s model where it's like you got the guy that's 6'8", 300 plus and never leaves his feet. Right. I mean, I mean like Omos. Omos? Omos. Omos, yeah. Big dude. Big dude. Yeah. And part of, I can't really say it's his fault because, I mean, he's so big. You know, what I are mean, you going to, you can't really run the ropes. No. I mean, he's seven three, four hundred pounds, and yeah, there's only and this is nothing against him. I mean, but there's there's only so much you're going to get right from a guy that big. I mean, you could always like they can make a a, a different ring, you know, for like him, Commander Aziz, yeah, um, you know, some of the uh, they they can have like um, oh my god, who's the guy he's with um, Jenner Mahal. Shanky, Shanky, yeah, yeah, he's another one. I mean, he's a just a big yeah. behemoth of a dude who apparently likes dancing. Yeah, um, those those <laughs> kids are fun. They they've made Jinder Mahal. They kind of made him a face and kind of a, a comedic act. And honestly, I think he likes it because remember yeah. Some, yeah, the stuff he did with um was it three minute warning? No, uh, three man band. Three man band. There we yeah. go. I knew I, yeah. there was a three in there somewhere. Yeah. Um. But there's a thing, and I I want to say it might actually be a botch. Somebody screwed up something. But then, you know, they were playing into it, and he's, like, looking at the camera going, like, how now, brown cow? How? And, then, <laughs> and, and then he looks like he threw, a, like, an invisible fishing rod and just kind yeah. of fished his way out of it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that dude's got a sense of humor. Yeah. I mean, it may not be Rusev level, because Rusev yeah. was hilarious. Yeah. But. But yeah, so Jinder Mahal, I mean, I can see him being kind of a, a kind of a level face, but and who's also jacked to the gills. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Shanky's like dancing behind him. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but, but yeah, um, but yeah, like you're saying, like the big men, Triple H, because Triple H grew up a wrestling fan. I think that's the difference between him and Vince. Vince didn't grow up a wrestling fan. No, no, he didn't. Um, and it wasn't until later on where you know he he took his dad's product, and I think a lot of the reason why he made wrestling as big as what it was was despite his dad. Mm-hmm. And he did. I mean, he he made this company. I mean, you, people say wrestling. What did they say? Oh, you mean like WWE? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they don't say like AEW. They don't say like Impact. They all say like WWE because it's been around. Yep. for so long. And, but Vince came from a promotional businessman 
side. Yeah. Yep. Whereas Triple H came from a, I'm a wrestling fan. I'm a fan first. Right. You know, I'm going to put on something I would watch. Exactly. Yep. You know, even if I'm not necessarily a fan of the gimmick, I know the gimmick will work. Yeah. That's why I think he's, um, you know, did wasted no time bringing back a lot of these people because he knew, you know, he signed these people. He knew the mm-hmm. talent that they had. And to see, I can't imagine him, you know, what he was thinking when all these people were getting cut loose and he was, you know, he's like, no, I know the talent that these people have. Because like, like you said, he brought back Hit Row. Of course, you know, SummerSlam, he brought back Dakota Kai. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> and I'm sure there's other people like it's heavily rumored that Bray Wyatt could be on his way back to WWE now that Triple H is in charge of creative. Um, Karrion Cross is back. Yes, you in know, a big yeah. in a in a big way too. Yeah, him and Scarlett. Yeah, he is positioned as the number two heel on SmackDown behind uh, Roman. Um, they were talking about USA Network is become pretty adamant about wanting a top championship on their show, um, especially since Roman rarely, you know, is rarely on Monday Night Raw. So there, there's a, right now, it's, nothing's confirmed, but there's a possibility that if Roman, if Roman doesn't lose the title of Drew in Cardiff, then there's a possibility that Karrion Cross will be the, the one in line to challenge for at least one of Roman's championships. So, uh, which I figured that that unification thing, the only way the unification thing was ever going to work is if there had to be equal time on both shows, which they right. haven't done. Right. <coughs> and that was, um, even though you and I both were pretty um, big advocates about putting the belt on Roman rather than mm-hmm. Brock. Right. And the reason we said Roman instead of Brock, because we're like, well, Brock will never appear anywhere. Well, yeah. Here's Roman. And then, yeah, and then they <laughs> sign Roman, and then Ro- Roman resigns. You know, he signs a new deal for lesser dates, which is completely understandable. I mean, right. but you can't have your champion work working lesser dates. Right, and of course, they delayed Roman's growth anyway because everybody in the world was saying, "Make him heal, turn him heel, turn him heel," because yeah. the people are booing him anyway. Yeah, and they and Vince was so adamant about him being the face of the company. It's like you didn't realize he still could have been face of the company and be a heel. Mm-hmm. Roman's the face of the company now. He's still technically a heel. a heel, and it worked. Yeah, it's like if you'd have got out of your own way, he could have been doing this two or three years earlier than it happened. And it only happened because when Roman was coming back after he took that time off, you know, he took time off because when COVID was, you know, really bad, uh, he basically said the only way I'm coming back is if I can be healed. So they they didn't have any choice. It's like we either get our top star back 
and let him do what he wants, or we tell him no, he's still you're still going to be a face, and him just be like, well, then I'm not coming back. I think Vince also forgets something, and it just now occurred to me. All the Anawai family, like every mm-hmm. single one of them, they always got over better as heels. Mm-hmm. And part of it was, I mean, they're all just tough. Yeah. And the only on the only one that didn't get over as a heel was Rikishi. Uh, not tried. not as Rikishi. Not as Rikishi. Right. As as the the head shrinkers. Yeah. Or the Samoan SWAT team. Yeah, he got over as a heel. Not the Sultan though. No, not the Sultan. Yeah. No, no, that that one that one just sucked. That was, was just ho- terrible. It was on so many <laughs> levels. That was terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, when he was in. You know, he was in WCW. You know, he was part of the Samoan Swatch team. They they were over his heels. Mm-hmm. You know, he they were the, when they came to WWE, they were the head shrinkers. Um, and they were over his heels. Um, the only heel work that didn't work was when he was the driver for Triple H that ran over Austin. I always that was such a weird. <laughs> Here's the problem with that, though. There were like. His rationale for doing that was I did it for The Rock. I took out Austin so you could be the top guy. He was already the top guy. The top two guys yeah. of the company were Austin and Rock. So <laughs> you were look, you were like you were about you know you were several years too late trying to help him get <laughs> yeah. to the top. He had already got there multiple times. You know, uh, yeah, maybe... everybody else worked better as a heel. I mean, yeah. Umaga. I mean, that's how The Rock rose to fame. Is mm-hmm. like once he when he turned heel the first time, um, and then when he came back after some movies and he was Hollywood Rock. That stuff was just fantastic. And yeah, so it, it would only make sense to make Roman a heel. Yeah, you know, pretty early, and he, he still looks the same. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, I'm not gay, but the dude's a stud. Oh, yeah. I mean, straight up. <coughs> you know, I'm not going to let my wife hear that because, you know, she, um, you know, because my wife has a, you know, she she thinks Jason Momoa is hot. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Roman Reigns, he looks a lot like Jason Momoa. Yeah. Now, my wife loves Roman Reigns, but is not a fan of Jason Momoa. Really? She does not think he's hot. They're, like, is, twin, they're like twin cousins. She's like, I think she, she's the only woman I know that doesn't think he's hot. <laughs> she's like, uh, no, I'll take Roman any day. <laughs> but she thinks you're delicious, and that's what matters. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for them to bring Karrion Cross back, I mean, and it may appear like they're pushing him kind of early for somebody who just came back. He was never supposed to have left. No, and this was the push he should have. He this was, I feel like this was the push. That he that he should have gotten and would have gotten if he'd have been booked right on the main roster coming up because it's like everything was working. Why do you me- mm-hmm. why would you mess with that? And then you give him this. Another reason I'm glad Vince is gone because Vince looked at everything like, how can we market toys to, you know, how can we sell more action figures? That's why he changed completely changed Karrion Cross's gimmick. And put him in that ridiculous, you know, knockoff Ninja Turtles thing he had going on. <laughs> it was all because he thought that that look would sell more action figures. 
and when Karrion Cross he first came up and they immediately had him job into Jeff Hardy. Yeah, in two minutes. And Jeff put his feet on the yeah. ropes to do it. And then that was a weird thing. And I really wasn't familiar with Karrion Cross, And I, I knew you were. So I remember mm-hmm. texting you going, okay, this Karrion Cross dude that came, that came up with me, he has a good look. And then it, I would assume they're bringing him up to the roster from NXT to do good things. But instead, they're using him as a vehicle to turn Jeff Hardy heel. Yeah. And then they never followed up on that. No, it's no they didn't. Like, it's like, okay, so Jeff cheats to beat this to beat the newcomer in two minutes. So you completely devalue the NXT title because he was NXT. He was still NXT champion. He oh, he was. Belt. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, he wore the he wore the belt to the ring for his debut match on Raw. So you completely crap on the NXT championship and its champion. You, for no reason, you have Jeff cheat to win, which is not a Jeff Hardy MO, MO unless he's a heel, which he was right. all, he's never been a heel in WWE. He hasn't. Oh, that's right. Matt no, was. Matt was. Matt's was Jeff, a heel. Jeff's never been. He's always been the baby face. Matt, Jeff has only, only been a heel in TNA. And he, was, and he was a good heel. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, you, you show up high as a kite. Yeah. You know, things like that are kind of kind of happened. Kind of happened, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, and you know, Karen Cross was booked like a monster on NXT, and then he gets to the main roster, and like everything that it's like everything that Triple H had had worked to help build this guy up, and it's obvious that Triple H has watched Karen Cross's stuff on the Independence when he was Killer Cross. I'm sure he watched when Killer Cross was in Impact Wrestling because he was the same when he came to NXT. The same as stuff I saw him on the Independence and when I watched him in Impact was what he was doing in NXT. That's what they should have brought to the main roster instead of stripping away everything that made him impressive. And the funny thing is, uh, have you listened to Arn Anderson, his podcast? Uh, I have in the past, but I haven't lately. Um, here, the pat the uh, the past few weeks, he's talking about when he and Tully went to the WWF back, mm-hmm. you know, in the late eighties. Yeah, and he said when they first got there, you know, like their first match, they were in squash matches, but he said they were wrestling those matches like uh, like they did in WCW, where they would mm-hmm. give you know, the enhancement talent, a little bit of offense, you know, or give them a chance to get some offense in. Yeah. Yeah. So they could kind of put the enhancement talent over a little bit, but he said, you know, when he got backstage, Barry Darso was waiting for him and said, come here. He's like, you cannot do that here. He said, you, he said, you're supposed to go over there and get over. You're getting here. He said, the fans should not be believed that these new guys, oh, they can get beat by enhancement talent, you know, or enhancement talent has a chance about them. He said, you have to go in there and you have to squash them. And But that's, you're new coming in. Yeah, you should do that. Mm-hmm. And it used they used to be like that. Look at all the ones when they used to, Undertake, when he first came in. Yeah. First thing he did was he, he dropped Coco Ware on his neck. Yeah. Bra- and, I mean, Braun Strowman, they had him and they, that's how they built him up with squash matches. They did the same yeah. with Nine Jacks. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't understand now. It's like, it's like. WWE has gotten away from 
it's like they don't understand what the purpose of the enhancement talent is anymore. Because you look at any other company, like AEW still uses enhancement talent from mm-hmm. time to time. You know, <clears throat> and it's like you, in some cases, you've got to use, they could have easily put enhancement talent in there and had Karrion Cross destroy them for a few yeah. weeks, building him up into a program. Even if you wanted to have the program ban him and Jeff Hardy, build it up instead of just jobbing him out in two minutes. Uh, on SmackDown, um, yeah, SmackDown, they were in Raleigh this past week. Mm-hmm. And they actually had a match. I'm going to have to go back and I actually think, I think it was hit row. Yeah, it was. They had two, yeah, they, two they local, local enhancement guys. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I do realize, you know, that's a lost art, you know, having the true enhancement talent yeah. come in there. But you remember back in the day, we could name the enhancement talent guys too. Oh, yeah. You know, um, they were never supposed to win. Yeah. They were there just so the other guy could beat them up. Yeah, they were they were there to make the other guy look good. Yeah, they were the carpenters because that and guy that, and, and that is a talent within itself that mm-hmm. I feel like people don't respect as much as they should because it's like without these guys making the bigger stars look better, you know, how is it going to elevate these bigger stars up the card if you don't show them? if you don't give them an avenue to show what they're able to do. Exactly. I mean, it was, they didn't make the matches five-star matches. No. You know, they were there just so um, the more over wrestler could yeah. show, okay, here are the moves I do. Here's my yeah. finishing move. Yeah. Magnum TA, get in there, beat the guys in nine seconds, like yeah. every match. Like, here's my, here's my greatest hits. It's yeah. like for, you know, for a guy wrestling and enhancement talent, you give them the greatest hits. Then when you move up and you, you're you you're facing somebody else on your level, that's when you bust out the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, and not just, they break, they say, okay, here's the greatest hits. Not all their greatest not hits. Not all the greatest hits. We're, yeah. we're going to give you like, maybe like, we're going to give you maybe three or four of the greatest hits, but you know, we've got so much more we've than that. We've got so many more, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> and like I said, Magnum, I mean, it was, when he first came to Mid Atlantic, you know his first matches. I mean, he was going there and beating guys in nine seconds. It was like yeah. he going there, you know, kick him, punch him, throw him in the ropes, belly to belly, done. Yeah, well, it's like the Road Warriors. You know, they'd hit the mm-hmm. ring. One guy gets tossed over the top rope. The other guy is up on animal shoulders before he realizes what's going on. And then that dude's doing a complete flip because Hawks just took his head off with the clothesline. Yeah, and that was it. You got that was you got the greatest hit. With, yeah. with the road warrior. It's all, <laughs> exactly. it's all it took. And now, well, hopefully not now, because Triple H is the one actually calling the shots now as far as um, like the in-ring stuff and who's getting pushes and things like that, because Triple H thinks like a wrestler, because Triple yep. H was a wrestler. And he he made it to the top. Mm-hmm. I know, and I know. I mean, we've had some criticisms of them. I mean, I, and I think they have been well earned as far as. Yeah. I mean, know, there's hard. There's hardly a wrestler that you can't have some sort of criticism for. I mean, exactly. Really, if your name's not Ricky Steamboat, then there's like <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Steamboat's about the only wrestler I can think of that I didn't really have any, you know, criticisms about. He was just that much of a professional, and, but, 
you know, any wrestler. I mean, it's an ego-driven business. If you're not, yeah, it is. It, I mean, if you're if you don't go in it thinking that I'm the best, then what's what's the point? Because if you don't think you're the best, no one else is going to. That's what Dusty Rhodes actually apparently. Um, he asked some guy, you know, do you want to be, you know, um, world champion one day? And the guy's like, ah, you know, whatever. I don't didn't really matter to me. And Dusty. Dusty asked, well, why are you in the business then? Exactly. You know, even if you don't make it, you should always strive for that. Yeah. That's what Triple H said one time. He's like, if you're not in this to be world champion and be the best professional wrestler you can be, then what's the point? And Jim Ross has said the same thing. He's like, yeah, money, you know, everybody's everybody is here for the money. That's how you pay your bills and take care of Mm -hmm. your family. But if you're not in it to excel and be the best in your profession, then you need to do something else. I literally read a quote today from Vince Lombardi, and it was, um, let me see if I can find it again. Um, Says, and he said, perfection is not attainable, but if we chase perfection, we can catch excellence. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And that's why they, call the super bowl trophy the lombardi cut or the mm-hmm. lombardi trophy so yep. and i know you'd like lombardi because well who was he most famous for coaching packers Packers. <laughs> it wasn't the last team he coached though but no not the last but not, but still, i mean but he also tr- took you know the team in washington we'll just, mm-hmm. we'll just call it that because they have a name change yeah and i don't want to invite controversy on our show right that's what um we have controversy off the show that's that's how we roll <laughs> but, but he took that team and actually had them back in contendership. Mm-hmm. Um, and then unfortunately passed away in 1970 yeah. of cancer, you know? So, uh, but yeah, Vince Lombardi, I mean, he, he took a green Bay Packer team that was pretty horrible actually. Oh yeah. They were, yeah, they were pretty terrible and he turned that around. I mean, they won the first two Super Bowls. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, but that before the Super Bowl was a thing, yeah, the Packers were. I mean, they were rough. They were awful, and he oh. turned that entire, or you know, he turned that entire system around. Oh, it was their attitudes. Mm-hmm. You know, when he walked in like first day, and they had all these guys that were like in the sick bay, you know, the football equivalent of that, and he's in there. He's finding out there. It, Basically, he considered them slackers when they were just being lazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he's like, get out there. And then even one time when he saw a guy who was tried, he was looking like he was out there playing with a broken foot. And he told him, that's not a weight-bearing bone. You know, you need to run. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but yeah, Vince Lombardi, I mean, he said that, you know, he said perfection is not attainable. If you strive for it, you will achieve excellence. Yeah. And, and that's the way it, everybody should think about it. you know if you're in a business like that you're in some kind of performance art business you know whether it's wrestling you know wrestling is is very unique because it is sports combined mm-hmm. with acting combined with a, <coughs> a lot of things you know and just why we like it so much yeah you know yeah um and people look down on us for it but whatever mm. you know if they pay my bills then they can t- they can decide exactly like, you know so yeah um but you're going to have to have that ego you're going to have to have at least to the point where it's confidence because yeah. if you yeah if you don't you're not gonna do well in the ring and by the way you're going to get hurt and even worse you're going to hurt somebody else yeah because i think and, the rest will tell you they'd rather get hurt than hurt an opponent yeah and it's like that's i feel, I feel like that's why 
things have already started getting better with Triple H at the helm because, you know, he was a wrestler first, not a promoter. So right. he, you know, he understands all the aspects of the business. And I feel like he was like Vince wanted to make as much money mm-hmm. as, as possible. And that, he did. That, <laughs> and he did. But that was Vince's motivation. Triple H wants to put on the best product because he, mm-hmm. he understands that the better the product, the more money comes in mm-hmm. because people are actually watching your product and people are actually going to your shows and actually selling out your, you know, your stadiums and arenas and wherever your, you know, wherever your, your performers are, that's how you do it. You make a good product. And I feel like bringing these people back is his way because it's all people that had a solid fan base, mm-hmm. uh, you know, especially the ones in NXT and Dakota Kai has had a solid fan base since she wrestled in Japan um, for stardom. She's been all over the world, and she's a fantastic wrestler. She can play face. She plays a fantastic heel. Uh, he brought her back. He's brought back Karrion Cross. you know, him and Scarlett. Great entrance, unique look. You know, he stands out amongst everybody. He's not just another, you know, he's not just another big guy with, tat- with tattoos. He's, you know, he stands out. He's, you know, intelligent when he speaks. He doesn't just come out and, as Arn Andrew would say, he didn't come out and scream and holler and spit flying out of his mouth when he, <laughs> yeah. you know, when he cuts a promo. He has something to say, and it draws you in when he speaks. As soon as he starts talking, it just, like, draws you in. And you that's the art of the promo. And... You know, it sucks he wasn't able to bring back Keith Lee. Of course, Keith Lee's doing great things. Him yeah. and Swerve are doing yeah. great things. They're the AEW Tag Team Champions. Um, Keith Lee, that man is just... that That is just a charisma machine. He is. And it's like... I've, I've been a fan of Keith Lee since I first saw him in Ring of Honor. Him and... Um, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, Shane Taylor. They okay. were called the they were called the Pretty Boy Killers, and they would go in and just maul people. But they are very athletic, and they got they had a series of matches with uh, well, it's Viking Raiders now, but it was War Machine and Ring of Honor, and those matches were fantastic. Um, Keith Lee has been a former. Pro wrestling gorilla world champion. Um, he might come back to WWE one day. Just depends on how things go with AEW. But I'm glad that you know. I'm glad that these people that got released unceremoniously were able to go somewhere and be appreciated for the talent that they are. Um, you've got Ember Moon, who's going by Athena now. Um, she's um, Feuding with Jade Cargill about the TBS championship. Um, trying to think what else. You know, the big elephant in the room still is is MJF staying or going. Right. I mean, if he's, you know, if he's going, I mean, Triple H would push him. I mean, he would definitely push I'm, him. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I don't think. 
he would not be able to do the he would not be able to cut the type of promos that he has been able to cut in AEW though, and that's an advantage to not being a publicly traded company. Mm-hmm. Um, with the MJF, I don't know if Vince would have used him correctly. No, I don't think because I don't think Vince would have understood his appeal. Right. I don't I don't think he would have I think he would have changed everything that makes MJF great. And one of the things also talking about promos I'm reading or hearing or something is one of them because it, the news has been flying all around mm-hmm. with all the recent changes in WWE because you realize I mean that was what was it a month ago now that vent or a little over a month? Uh yeah, it was a week before SummerSlam, that Vince retired. Yeah, Vince retired. Yeah, and before that, it had been uh, about two, three weeks when all the news started breaking. Yeah, so you're and, looking at like a month and a half, basically. Of you know, because today's the 15th of August, so you've got probably close to like, you know, well, we'll say a little over a month at least. Of, yeah, yeah, of a lot of changes internally mm-hmm. within WWE. And already I'm, I'm reading or hearing, because like I said, one of the, one of the outlets, whether yeah. reading on here or hearing <coughs> about, you know, uh, or watching rather, it could be something like that on the, like uh, one of the many wrestling YouTube channels. Mm-hmm. Um, they're saying that they are starting to let them ad lib script their yes. own promos. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The promos are not so heavily scripted. They, basically are getting here's your bullet points and then you fill in the mm-hmm. rest and you can tell because the promos have been a lot better the last several weeks you know with guys other than like you know roman already had that you know roman doesn't count because roman already had pretty much carte blanche with with his promos he was able to cut them his way um I'm I pretty like sure. It. I'm pretty sure after the whole suffering succotash thing. Oh yeah, he just walked away and said, "Look, I ain't saying that anymore." Yeah, so <laughs> y'all, like got, me, y'all got me laughed at. Yeah. Some woman just threw a, threw a shoe at me. <laughs> but I mean, you've got guys like Champa cutting promos that that I always knew he was capable of cutting, but it's just now the old man's out of the way, and it's like I feel like a lot of people I feel like there was a huge sigh of relief. As much as you see on Twitter about how people are, you know, some people, some, some people in wrestling are like, oh, well, you know, I don't know why people are happy that Vince is gone. And it's like, I do. I know let, me why. Rattle, let me rattle them off for you. Um, but I feel like there was probably a collective sigh of relief because Vince had like a almost tyrannical reign over mm-hmm. WWE. I mean, He's telling his, you know, your your announcer's job is to get the story over that's happening in the ring, but you're telling them everything to say. Right. If that's the case, then why aren't you just sitting down there announcing and pushing whatever agenda it is you want to push? And I remember when Vince was an announcer mm-hmm. before, you know, it was announced publicly that he was actually the owner of the company the entire yeah. time. Even though I think most of us already figured it out. Yeah. You know, just from reading the magazines and 
Mm-hmm. You know, um, and knowing that his dad was the one who ran it before, why wouldn't Vince run it now? Yeah. I know Jack Tunney didn't have that much power. No. But, <laughs> um, but if you bring, if they were to bring Vince back on commentate, uh, the commentary team, I want to say he was voted like every year. They said he was like the worst announcer. Oh, yeah. He was terrible. Yeah. Now, look, at that, look at that. <laughs> but the thing is, he never addressed the story that was being told in the ring. It's just no. he, he was out there marketing his product. And I get that. Yeah. But the, the other guy would actually talk about the stuff. They yeah, don't know who it was, but that's what your promotional department is for is to advertise your product. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be telling the story that's in the ring because for the viewers at home. And he just never did that. And I mean, you can tell us about your ice cream. Don't worry. I'll, I'll buy the ice cream bars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you bought them. I bought them. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't taste any different, but it, it was WWF ice yeah, cream. Yeah, but, but it had that it had that WWF yeah. figure on it. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, then, and then you ate it, and you're like, I don't have any figure anymore. It's like, <laughs> but, oh. <laughs> so Vince should have stepped down a long time ago. If the scandals were going to happen, they were going to happen. Better they happen after. Well, mm-hmm. the stuff shouldn't happen anyway. Yeah. But the scandal part of it, find out after he's gone, rather. but now he's been forced. And that's on, that's on him. First of yeah. all, for doing yeah. what he was doing. Yeah. You know, the second about thinking he wasn't going to get caught. Yeah. But, and... Then John Laurinaitis, or as we like to refer to him on this show as... Clown Shoes. Clown Shoes. <laughs> yeah, I hope he gets back to them, too. Yeah, yeah. But hey, what are you guys calling me there for? Well, <laughs> look at you. I mean, yeah, just take a look in the mirror, buddy. Yeah, um, and like, hey, John, you know how when you brought the, the... You came back and all of a sudden the women's matches were like two minutes long? Yeah, because now look at... Look at WWE's women's wrestling. It's now that John Le- night and day that now that yeah. John Laurinaitis is gone. Well, um, well, the, on SummerSlam, three came back that night. Now, then, mm-hmm. granted, one they lost one that night because Becky Lynch injured her shoulder. Yeah. yeah. Now, so that's still a net gain of two. Yeah. And, I, mean, I mean, and you put on they. I mean, you put on a. You know, they were given time to put on a quality match. Mm-hmm. It ended that story that started last year at SummerSlam. Everything's come full circle. Becky's back to being a face, which, you know, Becky Becky was the one who wanted to be a heel. She wanted to try something different. I'm all for that. You know, you got to switch it up some. For Some people can do the same thing their entire career. And it never gets old. Some people need to switch it up, keep things fresh. But I'm personally glad that she's going back to the man persona because that's what that's what got her to superstardom was that persona. Um, but you look at their, you know, they're having a legit, you know, an actual tournament for the women's tag team titles. They're giving it time. Um, Shayna Baszler is the number one contender for the SmackDown women's title. And um, my personal opinion, yes, Liv Morgan has, you know, worked her butt off. 
She won Money in the Bank. She won the Women's Championship. But the money match is Shayna versus Ronda. Yeah. And I, Shayna gets her title shot in Cardiff at Clash of the Castle. I think Shayna should win the SmackDown Women's title. And then defend it at Extreme Rules in an Extreme Rules match with Ronda Rousey. That could turn into a shoot fight real quick. And here's the thing. Not that Ronda should win, but two legit fighters. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> two legit fighters and a catch-as-catch-can professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. There's money. That's that's yeah. your money. That's your money feud in the women's division right now. Should be Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. If it wasn't for Roman and Drew, and then and also well Bobby Lashley and whoever he faces, because I don't mm-hmm. know if the match between him and AJ Styles, I would dare to say that match is going to be on last tonight. Uh, yeah, so I, yeah, uh, it should be, should be. Uh, but if it wasn't for them, just absolutely just tearing everything up right now. I could say Shayna and Ronda could be the money match period. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, but right now it's hard to top Roman. In fact, yeah. if it's Roman and Kerry, it's going to be hard to top that. I mean, it, yeah. it's just, um, uh, they're, they're think cause Roman's not going to be in extreme rules. That's one of the events that he's not scheduled for. Um, he's defending against drew and Cardiff. Then he's not scheduled for, Money in the Bank, which will be the October pay-per-view. And then the next one is Survivor Series, which he will be scheduled for. If he doesn't lose the title to Drew, then I think it'll be him and Karrion Cross at Survivor Series mm-hmm. if they don't do the stupid brand warfare thing. Uh, nobody cares about the brand warfare. Yeah. Nobody I mean, cares about that. Here's the thing. It's like, you can't just pull this out of your hat and have the rosters hate each other for one month out of the year just to do the brand warfare thing and then go back to how things were right after Survivor Series. It's like, if you just want to have a competitive feud between the two brands, then just say that. But nobody cares about brand warfare. Just give us a good Survivor Series pay-per-view. Granted, it did give us two of Brock's best matches, I think. It did. It also it did give us uh, him and Keith AJ, Lee. and then him and Daniel Bryan. Yep. It also gave us Keith Lee versus Roman Reigns. Yep. Yeah. So they, oddly enough, under Vince, the Survivor Series actually did start getting better. Of course, also because they couldn't have got much worse. Yeah, because <clears throat> it had really, really slid down. I yeah, mean, it, but no you got to look at like the the twenty tens, just. I mean, there were some bright spots, you know, but Survivor Series was just because Vince didn't care about Survivor Series anymore. He wanted it, to get rid of it. it. It went away from the original concept. And not only that, but the original concept was, hey, we're going to put something on opposite Starcade. Yeah. But yeah. Um, one of the things, and I, I remember I texted you when, when, they, when she said it, when Liv Morgan looked at Shayna Baszler and said, you look like a bootleg version of Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Dude, I about fell out so <laughs> And another reason I think that they need to go ahead and pull the trigger on Shayna winning the title, the fans have turned on Liv. 
Because of what they had her do. They used because to, of what they had her do at SummerSlam. That was way, <coughs> way her very first um, title defense. Yeah. And they had the controversy. It looks like she's tapping out. Yeah. And the thing I went, you go back and watch the video. She tapped right before. Right before the three. Right yeah. before the three. Yeah. And it's like you could have had her tap the same time as the three. Mm hmm. And then you can build on that, but you've you you've made your champion look weak mm-hmm. by you know having her tap before the three, but then you still get called the winner, even though everybody saw you tap out. You know, that doesn't they didn't do her any favors. No, they um, didn't. And right now, the fans have already turned on her. It's not going to at this point, I don't feel like it's going to get any better. She can always come back to the title. You know, they, she's pr- they've proven that putting the title on her, the fans accepted it. You just booked her into a corner that she can't get out of now. Exactly. Because she's not, the problem is nobody's going to, nobody's going to believe she can stay in toe to toe with Ronda Rousey. They're also not going to believe she can stand toe-to-toe with Shayna Baszler. No, uh, not at all. And then you got... And that's nothing against Liv. It's just you have two legitimate professionals, two legitimate professional fighters in a scripted world. That's what I'm saying. That match is going to... That match will turn into a shoot fight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing. It'll turn into a shoot. And yes, Ronda is an excellent fighter. Mm-hmm. She was welterweight champion. I think that was this bantamweight. Bantamweight. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but if you watch Ronda Rousey's fights, as long as she's on the ground, it's the same with Brock Lesnar when he was in UFC. As long as Brock was on the ground, he, he was untouchable. But when Ronda stood up and tried to box somebody. Or tried to go, you know, hand to hand. <clears throat> it didn't work. And Shayna's not only a, a, you know, excellent MMA fighter. She's an excellent professional wrestler who knows catches catch can submission holds. Shayna could stretch her. <clears throat> and yeah, I think it. I think it could go shoot. I mean, they're friends, and I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it won't be. I'm sure that is not the first time that they've shot on each other. I'm sure in training or whatever. Right. But that's your money match. That is. And that's another Triple H. That's another thing that has Triple H's fingerprints on it. Having Shayna become the number one contender for the SmackDown Women's title. Why would you not have somebody who is legitimately. Exactly. Tough. Your top. Your top stars in the women's division right now. Should be Bianca, which she is. She's a Raw Women's Champion. Becky's out injured, but definitely Becky. Ronda, I get. I'm not a particular big fan, but I get, you know, she does bring legitimacy. She does bring the name recognition that they want. And Shayna Baszler. The mo- mm-hmm. Honestly, Shayna Baszler is the most complete women's wrestler on that roster. And... She doesn't need a lot of promo time. She does all of her work in the ring. She is smooth as silk. Everything looks deadly. 
but I've always read she's one of the safest people to be in the ring with. And yes, she did she did kick out Oscar's tooth, but that was that was an accident. Stuff happens, you mm-hmm. know. But yeah, but Triple H booked her as a killer. And there was something, and they're they're leading up to a feud with Rhonda and uh Shayna because Rhonda even said something on SmackDown. Like Rhonda was attacking officials and stuff, and Shayna was like, you know, that's it's not how you get it done. You get it done out there. Mm-hmm. And uh Rhonda looked at her and said, You used to be a killer. And it's like, no, nah, she's still a killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah, I liked you better when you didn't have an opinion. Yeah. It's yep, like, things change. Things a lot change. of things have changed. Yeah. But I mean, Triple H booked her. She's the longest, you know, the actually the second longest reigning NXT women's champion ever. It's Oscar first and then Shayna Baszler at like 400 and some days. And, and they brought um, her up to the main roster and have just left her upper mid card at best so far. You, you know why? Because Vince said he didn't understand her gimmick. I, I don't know. I don't there, know why. There's no because, gimmick there. She's real. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the gimmick. But the thing is, don't you have a guy that's, that is the exact same way? That not only think about this. Okay. Brock Lesnar, born mm-hmm. and raised North Dakota, UFC. Mm-hmm. Shayna Baszler, born and raised in North Dakota, UFC. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Vince. And and, I, and I'll say it. A lot of people have it. He only said that because she's a woman. If she'd have been a guy, he'd have pushed her to the moon. But Vince didn't. If, if you weren't coming out there half dressed, Vince didn't get your appeal. Vince didn't understand why people. Uh, why why certain you know female fans had had uh hey boss. had fa- female wrestlers had fans if she wasn't coming out there uh half dressed you know as a sex object and i went through all the wrestlemania matches um or all the wrestlemania cards starting from the first one through 36 i believe mm-hmm. and this was i want to say it was not long before you came on as co-host mm-hmm. um because kyle and i we did a, a show we were talking about women's wrestling right and i went every single wrestlemania the first one there was a match you know it was uh wendy rector lalani kai yes you know and it was actually one of the more sought after matches at the time uh, the next year, I think it was like maybe Moolah and Velvet McIntyre. Um, mm-hmm. and there had, there were a handful here and there and they had some where there were none, no matches at all. Uh, at WrestleMania 10, it was Medusa. Alundra Blaze. Sorry. I had to think about, wait a minute, <laughs> wrong company. <I> had to <laughs> think about, it was Medusa Blaze. <laughs> um, and Lilani Kai once yeah. again. And. And those though were legitimate matches. And then not long after that, they started evolving into okay, well, we're gonna have the bikini contest. Oh, we're gonna do a bra and panties match, or oh, we're gonna do a mud wrestling match, oh, we're gonna do this. Why and at the time, why would any woman want to go to that company? Unless they and it was all because of um what's her face? Watch uh, wife. Sable. Oh, Sable. Yeah, yep. Yep. Cause Sable, you know, Sable got over based solely on her looks. 
She was not a wrestler in the beginning. She never got any better than what she was. She couldn't cut a promo. She could not cut a promo. She, she was there as eye candy that worked in the attitude era. You know, those of us that were huge fans in the attitude era, most of us are grown up Mm -hmm. and we, you know, we expect a little more for our pro wrestling than, you know, half naked women running around. Right. Um, and it's like, I just don't, I don't understand that mentality when these are some of the best wrestlers in the world, yet you dis, you know, you discount their talent. And it's like, oh, well, if she doesn't look good for the crowd or whatever, then we don't care. That was a lot of Gail Kim's problem. That's why she left. You know, she left the first time, um, went to TNA, got, you know, helped build that women's division from the ground up. And then she went back to WWE. You know, I think she was hoping that things had gotten better, but they hadn't. And she left and said she never had any interest in working for WWE again. Um, Didn't she botch like a women's battle royal on purpose? Oh, yeah, she just left. Yeah, Yeah, she just just slid under the... She just, well, you know, she just slid under the bottom rope and walked to the back. She just eliminated herself, and then she packed her stuff and, you know, put in her notice and left. And because she was supposed to be eliminated, like in like the first thirty seconds of the match, and it's like she was one of the only legitimate actual wrestlers in there. Everybody else was just, you know, John Laurinaitis hired fitness models who had no clue about wrestling. They were just, no. you know, came That's, out dressed skimpy and played like up, played the, up to the crowd. Like I said, man, I got to repeat what Jim Cornette said. You know, he said, yeah, running these lingerie models, they'd go hit the ropes and they pass out because they haven't eaten in two weeks. Yep. Yep. And John Lawrence, hey, hey, boss. Now look what I got. Look at the, those twins. I wonder if they got a mom. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, uh, well, I wonder if that's going to last too much longer either. Oh, no, I'm sure not with everything that's come out. Um, oh, and by <clears> the way, <throat> if you want, speaking of Cornette, I meant to text you. I was going to send you the entire link for it, and um, but I didn't. But I can find it and send it to you anyway. On YouTube, of course, they always uh, they play Cornette's podcast, except for it's just an audio form, but it is on also on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And I, <clears throat> I was thinking, hey, oh, he's going to have a field day with this because of John Laurinaitis, and he did. <laughs> I need to check that out. I haven't yeah. listened to Cornette in a while, but uh, uh and well, the bad thing, <clears throat> but I think actually the reason I didn't send the link, I still still should have told you about it, but um, because it's advertised as that him going off about Laurinaitis, and, and it's like sixteen minutes long. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Well, like the first 10 minutes is that, and then the rest of it is an advertisement for um, ExpressVPN. And then Cornette, he's just, it's almost like he's crapping all over it. I'm like, dude, they're going to pull their sponsorship. Yeah. Seriously. Because yeah. some of the stuff he was saying about it, you know, I mean, he, he, I'm pretty sure they're like, we don't want to be known as the ones that are hydro identity because you're looking at illegal stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but I mean, well, what do you had to say about Laurinaitis, you know, because Laurinaitis was the one who said, Jim, you can't do that. We, you know, we're a publicly traded company. And now Laurinaitis is doing stuff even worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But, but really back on the, so the original topic, 
of people coming back and and but i'm going to kind of merge it with Liv morgan i think turn Liv hill and bring her boyfriend back with his brother because <clears throat> her fiance uh but yeah she's dating bo dallas mm-hmm. yep bring back bo dallas along with bray make actually acknowledge that they are brothers because that's the thing. Okay, you have the Wyatt family. Because Bray Wyatt has been heavily rumored as coming back. I really hope he does. I hope it is too. You know, extremely talented in the ring. Great charisma. Mike skills. I mean, top five in all you, of wrestling. You would have thought the dude was crazy. We sit in the ring. And he's like, he's talking. Yeah. I'm like, oh, but that dude he, is crazy. He was another one that as soon as he opened his mouth, he had the entire arena in his, you know, mm-hmm. in the palm of his hand. As a heel. Oh, yeah. As a heel. Everybody was waiting. It's just the thing is, Vince booked him so poorly that he was over. But at the same time, nobody believed what he was saying because he would talk a big game and then they'd book him to lose. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what sense does that make? You can't. It's like. We want him to be the top heel as far as cutting promos, but then we're still going to have him lose to all of our favorite baby faces. And it's like, no, the dude should have came in and ran roughshod over everybody, him mm-hmm. and the Wyatt family. Put Bo Dallas in the Wyatt family. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge on screen that they are brothers. What more do you need for family than his real-life brother? And did you watch the Raw where they had it was a six-man match it was the Wyatt family against the b team and somebody else i can't remember who the um the third person was in that one was it the b team and the miz it may have been was it before they were uh, technically the b team they were the miz Taraj? maybe was it it them yeah it you know what that sounds like it's that's probably right um but everybody was just waiting for Bray Wyatt yes. and Bo Dallas to be in the ring together. And when they finally did, it was there, you know, uh, towards the end of the match, the crowd just went crazy. And then, yeah. you know, the announcers, they really didn't know what to do because they had never acknowledged that they were brothers, but the crowd knew. Yeah, the crowd knew. And that's the yeah. thing. Stop pretending that your audience doesn't know these things. Yeah. It's like, you know, Vince always wanted to pretend like, oh, well, I brought in this wrestler, and he's done, you know, he wrestled on the independents before he got here. Um, no. He wrestled all over the world in major companies, you know, like AJ Styles. They wanted to pretend like, oh, well, he wrestled in Japan before he signed with WWE. Uh, no. He helped build TNA to what mm-hmm. it became, you know. He wrestled in Ring of Honor, wrestled in Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, wrestled in New Japan. I mean, it's like stop insulting the people that, you know, the people that make your money, stop insulting their intelligence. Exactly. And which is, sounds exactly, actually exactly like what Pro Wrestling Illustrated was saying back in 1985 about Mr. McMahon in the Mm -hmm. WWF. Stop insulting the fans' intelligence because they know what's yeah. up. And because even back then, they would act like, you know, you can acknowledge another company. You can acknowledge, like, even back then, all they would say was that 
Ric Flair came from down south. Yeah. They wouldn't say WCW or they wouldn't say the NWA or anything. Just acknowledge that you have competition because you do. Yep. Because competition <laughs> just makes Tony Khan has said this recently with Triple H in charge. He's like, Triple H being in charge is going to improve their product, which is going to make competition better mm -hmm. between two companies. He said, in the end, the fans will win because you're getting mm -hmm. quality wrestling Absolutely. shows all around. And I lost my train. I seriously, I lost. <laughs> oh, I was going to think. When Vince looked at it like he had no competition, Mm -hmm. And therefore, about two months, I mean, actually, he didn't, you know, and th those two months were 2001. Yeah. But, you know, but he actually did not have any competition. And during that time, the product didn't suffer. They were in the middle of the invasion thing. Yeah, because you had another that, but you had another influx of talent from, you know, from WCW and things like that. But then they botched it too. All that was, was a vehicle for Vince to prove his superiority over WCW. And it's like, you did that when you bought the company for $4 million. Yeah. Which and... sadly Vince McMahon has spent more on non-disclosure than he did <laughs> buying that. WCW. Wow. I he don't spent, know if that says he spent about... $19.6 million on non-disclosure agreements. He spent $4 million to buy WCW. And you know, when he bought WCW, we had one of those people 20 years later on our show. That's right. We had Buff. We yeah. had Buff. Uh, that was that was cool stuff. Yeah, it really was. I was still but, sitting there like, oh my God, I can't believe we're talking to Buff right now. <laughs> I know, we're like smiling the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> um, But you know who else we've had on the show who we have not mentioned yet? Ted. That's right. Yep. Yeah, Ted. Uh, yep. By the way, his latest episode, he's talking about uh, just heels in general. Uh, yep. You know, it's just, you know, just him. And let me find the actual name of the episode because it's kind of self explanatory when you see the title. Uh, but another good episode. I mean, um, and he's doing it. This is how talented Ted is. He was doing it while he was driving his big rig down the road. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, monster heels and yeah, he was talking about monster heels and just the depth of analysis that he goes into when he's talking about anything wrestling. I mean, it is amazing. Yeah. You know, so, um, definitely if you're not subscribed to him, go the heel truth, you know, there's the real truth and there's the heel truth. That's right. Yeah. And then also go find the, the podcast, new one called wrestling with the truth. Yep. And we haven't talked about him a little bit, but TNC sports talk, uh, he has some, if he is broadcasting, I found out that the games that he, that, cause you know, I, I told you he was picked up by ESPN. Yes. Like my yes. Justin, right. Yeah. When he's broadcasting their games, he cannot put them on YouTube because of, oh, okay. Right. Copyright and things yep. like that. Yeah. But I have to mention Justin because I'm a little jealous of something he got to do the other day. You know, even if you're not a baseball fan, just going to watch a game at the Field of Dreams in Iowa. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. man. Yeah, because he, he was able to go to it. And I was like, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, so, uh, but yeah, definitely go. Uh, if you can find TNC Sports Talk, 
like I said, I his schedule is a little off with that. I'm going to have to text him again and ask him what the deal is because, <coughs> you know, he did tell me that, you know, if they if he is broadcasting their games, he can't, yeah, you know, have it on YouTube. But so he may just be so busy with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But uh, well, I think that is about it. For I now. think so. Yeah, for now. But I'm sure the next few weeks there'll be some returns. Um, Dexter Loomis came back on Raw last week, so we'll see where they go with that. We could. You know, uh, we still got a little over an hour left of Raw, so never know what who yeah. might show up. But and that's the good thing too, because it's it's given that mystery again mm-hmm. of who's going to show up this week. You know, you kind of look yeah. forward to things like that. It gives you something to look forward to. You know, for the yeah. first time in a long time on Raw. Let's say a year ago at this time, it was who were they releasing this week? Exactly. Yeah. And. I'm I'm glad to see a lot of them coming. Glad to see Hit Row come back. Uh, I'm thinking Hit Row may be fans of our show, you know, because they heard us talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but for all those of you who are listening on something like Apple Podcast or Spotify, go give us a five star rating. In fact, on Apple, you can actually also give us a review. We'd love to, you know, read the reviews that uh, we're getting. You know, but can't read them if we don't have them. That's right. You know, that's the thing. But we do know we have an audience out there because I can actually go look at the stats and I'm seeing people from Michigan. I'm seeing people from Kentucky, Ohio, North Carolina, Illinois. I've seen some from California. Cool. Uh, some from Pennsylvania. And I'm also seeing some some from uh, from England, from Scotland, from Ireland. Man. Yeah. So we're starting to get, yeah, some international from Myanmar. Um, I've only seen just one. But so that that one may have been, you know, I don't know. They may have accidentally clicked on it. But, <laughs> but either way, I mean, you know what? Hopefully they heard something they liked and they come back. Yeah. You know, but yeah, definitely go tell your friends about us. Uh, and especially if you're watching on YouTube, you know, tell your friends, go subscribe to us. When we get 100, 100 subscribers. We get to actually make the name a real name. Yep. Instead of just random characters. Yeah. But I, I can't tell people that's the link. Yeah, and it's like it, I feel like that it, people will be able to find it easier if yes. you know if it's not just the random characters and we actually are able to put the podcast name on it. Yeah, the last time I checked, we had forty three subscribers, which I'm you know I'm very I am happy about. You know, I'm oh, very yeah. pleased with that. Uh, it's better than having zero subscribers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, any any kind of thing, just tell your friends about us, tell your family about us. If they like wrestling, definitely tell them about us. If they don't like wrestling, say hey. I have a podcast that you should listen to anyway, because right. we're still pretty entertaining anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> so this, yep. is what, this is what we do. <laughs> uh, but, and also in the meantime, this weekend, if you're in the Cincinnati area, go check out Summer Sizzler down in Covington, down at the Hits uh, Baseball Complex in Covington. It's going to be a great time. Uh, you can listen to me talk to Noah Gabriel about it from last week's shows it was you must say it's in the archives it was just two episodes ago but it's in the mm-hmm. archives uh go still we we talk about all the matches all the matches except for one that was announced after uh the show um the very next day they announced a new match you know so uh yeah, it was, yeah the, the four-way match the, yeah. for the number one contender for the tri-state title yeah uh but yeah i mean it is, it is such a good time support your local indie wrestling absolutely where do you yeah. think all these big stars started out Yep, it's very rare that you're going to find somebody in those rings. Uh, I could almost count on one hand and probably still have fingers left over who did not yeah. start somewhere in the indies. Yeah. I'm thinking, I think it's Charlotte Flair, 
So she started NXT. Charlotte, uh, Roman. The Miz. The Miz. Braun Strowman. I think who else? Yeah, I mean, there's there's not many. There's not uh, many. No, no. But we should be recording again on Thursday. We mm-hmm. will probably not record next Monday or the Monday after that. Right. You know. So, uh, sorry about that. You know, just things things come up. Unfortunately, I mean, things come up. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So, uh, but we will. We should be back on Thursday, and I promise you, we're going to have more good stuff. You know, hopefully with the news and. And yeah, definitely send us your suggestions. Give us give us a feedback. Let us know how we're doing. We always appreciate it, even if you don't like us. Well, <laughs> we're also I, I want to say we're likable guys, but sometimes we're unlikable too. But <laughs> that just I mean that just that just happens. It's you know, just part so, of it, though. Yep. yep. Until we talk again, God bless. All right, God bless.